It's morning. It's a show. Sometimes it's about woodworking. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Friday. Ah. Uh, it feels like a Sunday. Yes, it does. Cheers. Cheers. Both have our mugs. Yep, yep. Very nice. Good morning, everyone. It is the Woodworking Morning Show. I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. And she's Hi. drinking coffee. That's what she do. That's what she do. Uh, uh, we've got some really cool things planned for you today. Pretty some cool. cool stuff to show you. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I uh, want to thank some people who helped us out on Patreon. George Werner, Jerry Greenin, Patrick, and Marvin Williams. And if you want your name read at the beginning of the show, you can actually go to it's Patreon. It's Patrick and Marvin Williams. It's no, Patrick, Patrick Marvin, Marvin Williams. Williams. So if you want to help out the show <laughs> and get your name at the beginning of the show like that, also give a little bit of preferential treatment mm-hmm. for your questions. Yep. Uh, go to patreon.com slash woodwhisper. It's like, how do all these questions get a... So, so I don't understand. How, what do I do? You go to patreon.com slash woodwhisper. So you did a, a, a live watch party last night for the slap at bed. And there was somebody in yeah. there going, these questions are not live. And I responded, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bot. He's just <laughs> delayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, It was all live. Well, speaking of the... Uh, the back slap bed, which is what it sounds like we say. <laughs> the back slap back. <laughs> back slap bed. <laughs> yeah. So it's the slap back platform bed. Yes. Uh, that is the last day. Today is the last day. 30% off after today. It goes back up to full price. But if you get it now, the video's already there. I, I woke up this morning. I rolled out of bed even before I brushed my teeth and, you know, combed this mess And they're here. professionally <clears throat> captioned day one. That's right. So everything you need is there. We provide plans, the actual measurements for not just the king version, but also the queen size version. So if you want to build something a little bit smaller, we have the plans there for that. Someone had asked about <clears throat> sizing it for a twin. And, then uh, you cut it in half. Because that's <laughs> hey, essentially what a Tommaso king size bed is. Tommaso has a very, very nice uh, comment for you. Oh, does where's, he? Your, where's your... He's right there. Gotta say? Okay. Aww. This is Tommaso. Gotta say, I like the Guild Project video. It's like watching an episode of the New Yankee Workshop. Um, that's high praise, man. That is, yeah. Thank you, Tommaso. I appreciate that. Good day, Ness. Just wait. He'll give you. He'll jab you. <laughs> he always. Oh, he's me. yeah. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe that was a jab. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> like Norm, and he was just giving me crap about it. Okay. So anyway, that's at thewoodwhisperguild.com. Last day to get it for thirty percent off. Yeah. Okay? I'll put a link in the chat in case you're wondering what it looks like and uh-huh. if you haven't seen it already. I don't so, like to assume. Yeah, we got a couple things to show off here. I want to give a little shout out. Little shout out to Pappy's Choice Seasonings. Okay, so uh, good guy, Gary Jones. I've been talking to him on Instagram for a while and actually got a chance to meet Gary at uh, Workbench Con. Really nice guy. Uh, he sends me this, right? This is great stuff. First of all, it's a ton of seasoning, Nicole. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be seasoning the crap out of some stuff real yeah. soon. Uh, so he sent me this because he knows my love of barbecue and spices and all that stuff. So his son-in-law, J.D., Dutra, I guess is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I think he sells this stuff, and um, I'm going to promote it for him. I want you guys to go out. Uh, we've got a link there for Amazon. You can go to Pappy's Choice Seasoning. they got a whole oh, line. Yeah, a whole line of seasonings. They sent me some samples of these things. By samples, I mean very large quantities. <laughs> we got this Amazon various. box. I'm like, what is this? What did you it's, buy this time? She's like, more, more seasoning, <laughs> more rubs. So, yeah, this one in particular, they say, is uh, the choice of more retail meat professionals. So this is this kind of reminds me of the brand 
that restaurants would go to, right? Mm, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you look at the labeling, when they say something like that, um, maybe they usually go direct to restaurants and things, uh, but this is a way to get your hands on this stuff. So I'm going to try gonna it out. I'm going to throw this in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash the wood whisperer underneath Friday Live. Yeah. Because it's still Friday and it's still live. That's right. Right? Uh, and I'll, correct. Put, I'll put the link in the chat as well. Understand that I'm promoting this because it was a gift. I have not tried, tried it, it yet. yet. And I will certainly report back once I try it. But looking at the ingredients, I don't think I'm going to be you know, disappointed, uh, You know, a little known fact about you. Uh, I'm sexy. The way to your heart is not through woodworking. It's through barbecue. That's true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the woodworking avenue was closed off years ago. <laughs> now it's just barbecue. Okay. Tomaso said, for every 10 jabs, there must be one compliment. I got to keep you guessing. <laughs> okay. That's good. I like guessing. Um, so what else do you have before we get to the so questions? So a few weeks ago, uh, we featured some um, people of color woodworkers, and I ordered a bunch of stuff, and I got, I'm slowly getting it in. Uh, frankly, I think you went overboard, Nicole. I don't think so. Every week, there's a new thing in the kitchen that I'm I, like, I absolutely that's love what we it. needed, our so third I, charcuterie so, board. <laughs> no, no, no. So I ordered that. Uh, I don't have the cutting board. Yeah. But um, wow. he, he, they, I think it's another husband and wife team. DNS Craftworks. So uh, they make a bunch of cool stuff, not just woodworking. And that's why these are so beautiful. And then these they sent to me. I'm, I'm hoping they're wine glasses. I didn't Ooh. order these, but they should have. You know what? Oh, they're beautiful. I'm picturing a new oh, wow. top for me. Just my kind. That's nice. Are these oh, coasters? These are coasters. Sweet. And then they also, I, I believe, I don't want to assume, yeah. I don't want to assume, but I believe the wife does the, the glasses and I, okay. it's all wrapped up, but it's absolutely gorgeous This is really cool stuff. And then of course, um, little known fact about me, I grew up in the 90s. You're full of little-known facts today. Little-known facts. Me and my friend Susie would listen to Biggie and Dr. Dre when we would work out, and they had coasters, mm -hmm. some Biggie coasters, so I had to order some Biggie coasters. That's great, Nicole. So he does a lot of laser engraving, and then this is another spoon that I can't get out of the bubble wrap for your mom. Oh, I gotta cut that thing out. So the cutting board that I got from your mom said, Sweet. I murder vegetables here, yeah. or Lorna murders vegetables here. I saw that. I'll put a link in the, in the chat as well as in the show notes to uh, DNS Craftworks because they sell their stuff and it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you for yeah. the wine glasses. It's good stuff. All right, should we get to some questions or you got yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some questions. All right, so I'm grabbing these questions from Patreon. Nicole is going to be monitoring the chat room and she'll pull in live questions uh, from the chat. It says we're un my audio is unsynchronized. Uh, refresh. Your mic fell off? Oh. Yeah. You guys are absolutely right. I don't think it fell off. I didn't even put it on. I don't on. think Nicole ever put the mic on. Uh, I didn't even put it on. Uh, you know, she she hasn't been doing this for very long, so I'm, you got to cut her some So slack. the camping trip messed me up. <laughs> I feel so foggy and out of it. We took a one-day camping trip, right, because we're scared of our kids. So this camping trip is at a state park that's 15 minutes away. 15 minutes away. I didn't even have to get anybody to watch the dogs. Yeah. I would just make trips back to feed and deal with the dogs. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. It was a nice little getaway, but the spags play it safe. Like honestly, we probably could have just when it comes to camping. We probably could have just gotten the same reaction by taking our tent and setting it up just outside our fence, like so we're a little further away from home. Uh, 
yeah, that's the kind of camping we do. So yeah. It's all good. I, ho I hope, I mean, <laughs> that whole thing. I'll tell you, camping in Colorado in the summer, I'm starting to learn, you're often going to confront the burn bands yeah, that yeah, happen yeah. just because it's dry, it's hot, that's what happens. And my feeling is, if I can't burn stuff while camping, why am I even there, right? I have to, like, use propane. To be outside, to be in the wilderness, to go, go out fishing. Front if I want to be no, outside. to go fishing. Okay, the fishing, I'm, I'm there with you, though okay. we didn't do a lot of that. Okay, well, anyway. We have kids. Nicole, nobody cares about the family stuff. Let's get the sure woodworking. They do. Yeah, sure. Ask a question. A couple of them do. Okay, Cole Mason wrote in. He says, Soon I'll be putting the finishing touches on a step back cupboard that I'm building for our kitchen. The majority of it will be painted white, and I want to ensure I put a protective coat on top of it. What's your recommendation for a clear coat on top of paint? Okay, I, I say this all the time. You guys should probably know this by now. I don't really do much with paint, okay? So I'm not the best person to ask about this. There's lots of products I'm not aware of. Uh, the things I do are the things I'm comfortable with. So I'll do things like a tinted lacquer. And this way, if you tint with white, as you build up your finish, you've already got lacquer there, and your clear coat becomes that same finish just without the pigment added to it. Um, that's a great way to do it. The other things you can do are, like you're saying, just regular paint and then top coating with something else. If it's water-based, stick with water-based. But I would actually check with the paint manufacturer, see if they recommend a particular kind of top coat or a very specific top coat. Uh, you know, when you're sticking with something like General Finishes products, well, you just go to their General Finishes High Performance or their other, I forget what the other one's called, but uh, stick with one of their top coats. So ask the paint person wherever you get it and see if you can find what they usually recommend. Also confirm that you actually need to do that. Sometimes paints are durable enough on their own, especially if it's not a surface that's actually getting a lot of contact, maybe a back or a side, uh, things like that that don't actually get much contact may not necessarily need a top coat, depending on what you're doing. So, um, but do a little bit of research and I'm, I apologize for not really being well-versed in paints. That's all right. You don't paint a lot. I don't paint a lot, Nicole. Uh, so I, I went to DNS Craftworks website. Except for those French ladies. So it's Don and Nay, and they're a husband and wife team. And they also do... Oh, you sent uh, me a link to that yep, before. Yep, okay. yep, yep. And they uh, do, uh, I believe, teaching too. Don mm -hmm. does teaching. So there you go. Nay is a DIY, a mommy DIY problem solver. Hey. My kind That's of lady. awesome. I like that. I like me problem too. solvers. Okay, Araya Woodworks says, I visited a client who built a table out of stained alder. Uh, let's see, filled the knots with epoxy. The table, the table was stained with Minwax stain and clear coated with polyacrylic. After a couple of years, there's a white haze around the knots. Do you know why? Was it because I used oil-based stain and then water-based clear coat? You know what? I don't know. I really don't know. A lot of times a white haze is a sign of moisture, you know, trapped moisture that comes out. So if you, let's say you spray a finish in a very humid environment, sometimes that moisture can get trapped in the film and that it leaves a white haze. I don't know that that's what's happening here. I really don't have a great answer, but I'm asking the question publicly. Maybe the chat room, somebody has experience with that specifically. An epoxy filled knot after the fact, a year later, causing a white haze, whether it's trapped moisture or something else. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe somebody can help you, Araya. Okay, Jeff Barry says, <clears throat> Chuck Berry? No, we've already is, done this joke. We did. We do it all the time. There was a, this crossed my mind, right? Because when I saw Marvin was one of the guys who we talked about on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our supporters on yeah. Patreon. And then I saw Barry. And Marvin I said, Barry's. it's your cousin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> all right. We've been watching a lot of Back to Future. It's, it's streaming on Netflix right now, so I just put it on. And Whether like, or not it's on the TV, I kind of always watch episode <laughs> or, uh, you know, watch versions of Back to the Future in my head, just constantly. Okay. 
Jeff Barry, he says, I want to make a sign or shelf, sign slash shelf uh, for my son's room and planned on plywood. Uh, he says he's used it before, but he was wondering if MDF would work well since he plans to paint it. It's about four foot by four foot, flat and square, mounted to the wall, three shelves coming out, uh, out of the square. Just thought that I'd see what you thought about MDF for projects like this. I don't like it. Got to tell you, MDF is not something that I want on any kind of a weight-bearing thing like a shelf. Right? Shelves want to sag. MDF doesn't really have any grain structure to it. So if you put it on a shelf, I mean, if we're just talking knickknacks, things like that, it patty might not wax. be so bad. Knickknacks, patty wax, or giving a dog a bone. Give a dog bone. Uh, but at four feet, no matter what you do, even under its own weight, MDF can potentially sag over time. So I'm going to say, unless you're adding like a decent amount of reinforcement to those shelves, I don't think I would use MDF. It would not be my first choice. I would go, if you're looking to paint, you may go with something like Poplar. You know, a little bit more structural rigidity to it and takes paint just fine. You know, I, I, I hear from a YouTube comment that oak is in the rainforest. Mm, the exotic, exotic rainforest oak. Yeah, someone because, said, I guess, on the painting cabinets well, the video. Pro the problem is that video is blowing up. It's almost at 300,000 views. Well, blowing up for us, Nicole. Yes, it's blowing up for us. It We're went, not at that It went year. viral, guys. <laughs> It has a few but views. It's gone past. It's our out of our circle. Circle. Yeah. So you're getting a lot of people. Idiots, <laughs> is what you're trying to say, Nicole. We're getting a lot of idiots. Like, <laughs> Oak is not in the. It's okay. First. We can call them idiots when they're not our general audience. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you get a video that goes a little bit outside your circle. You yeah, just get yeah. like goofball, weird comments that make you go, "What are you talking like, about?" Somebody, just the <clears throat> comments that are coming in are just like. Nicole, calm down. It's just paint and wood. And it's also my mom's cabinets, so step off, home skillet, <laughs> because who cares what you think about my mom's cabinets? Yeah, right. My mom loves them. That's all that matters. I I've come to to realize that most people need a journal and not the internet. Well, yeah, for the their internet. Thoughts. The internet has become their journal, and it's like, no, you should never be talking about this publicly. If you have to get this off your chest, open a little leather yeah, leather bound notebook. Are. That's true. Well, there goes our whole career, Nicole. <laughs> The business just tanked. It's purposeless. Hey, don't don't do what is it? What we say to the kids? Don't do yeah. as I uh, do as I say, not, not as, as I do. I do. <laughs> kids, we're oh the my, worst. We're the worst. Okay, Greg Roberts says I've been asked to make a bed for a friend. They want it to be farmhouse style. The client does not want to spend the money that it would cost to make it out of walnut, uh, but they do want that color. So the plan is to stain it to look like walnut. My question is, what type of wood would you use? Ash or poplar or something else? Since I will be staining the wood, and what type of product would you use to stain? Thanks so much. Love the show. Love the guild. Glad to be a part of it. Well, we are glad to have you. All right, I don't know where you're located, but a good chameleon wood that I like to recommend is alder. You can make alder look like alder. You can make <laughs> alder look like cherry. You can make alder look like walnut, right? It's not going to be perfect, but I think it's a pretty good match. So I have done a couple of projects in the past when I was in Arizona, and West Coast, by the way, is... You know, anything on the left half of the country has probably got better access to alder, and it'll it be a very Coast? reasonable price. Yeah, that, Nicole. Go ahead. The biggie talk is sure. influencing Here, me. would you like one? Just so you can <laughs> hey, I use my, big, my biggie coaster. So, uh, yeah. So oh, no, I, he was I, East Coast. I really like... How, how could you even make that mistake, No, Tupac was West Coast. I have no idea what you're talking about. All okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm kind of distressing <clears throat> him. <laughs> so yeah, Alder is going to be my recommendation. Let me show you a couple uh, of pictures that are examples. All right, so that is a entertainment center 
And Alder that turned out beautiful. <clears throat> Alder was really popular in Arizona, probably still is today. Uh, that was sort of a naughty Alder Entertainment Center. That was stained with, it was a mixture. I had Sherwin-Williams makeup for me uh, to get it into that dark brown color. Shouldn't be too hard to do that. I mean, walnut really is mostly just dark brown with maybe, you may put a hint of red in there just to bring out some of those undertones. Um, but that was a, a mostly lacquer-based project. So it was a lacquer-based stain that I had mixed for me. And then I applied lacquer over top. Pre-cat Sherwin-Williams lacquer at that time. And this is... Uh, <clears throat> this is what you do. There's always, no matter what project you make, there's always going to be a goofy picture yeah. connected to it. Well, you know, this is me showing how durable my finish is by sitting inside <laughs> the TV cabinet. And you know what's funny? Even at that time, mm -hmm. that's a pretty deep compartment, right? Because mm -hmm. that was, I mean, flat screen TVs CR were out. CRT. Yeah, you so that's what? like a classic tube TV that would go in there. I think we location. still had the... The Mitsubishi. The Mitsubishi? I can't say Mitsubishi. Yeah, we had a, a the Mitsubishi 55 inch. Yeah, yeah, that it was monster like cabinet. That roller one. Oh my god, we're old. <laughs> so, Tony says I'm having my own show. <clears throat> you hey. are. That's what Nicole does every week. Tune yeah. in next week and she'll do it again. <laughs> so yeah, that's the entertainment center I did. I thought that turned out pretty good. It doesn't exactly look perfectly like Walnut, but I think for the average person, especially if they want that farmhouse table. Alder and then possibly Naughty Alder, uh, which will be even a little bit cheaper, is going to give them that farmhouse style look. So that'd be my recommendation. Stains, though, I mean, you could do just about anything. One thing to keep in mind, though, Alder does blotch. So you're going to want to test it out, test it, and show them the results. Make sure they either like or do not like the blotching. If they don't like the blotching, then you're going to have to do some sort of a blotch control step prior to your stain. Plan D Woodwork says if in the U.S., uh, Southeast U.S., maybe sweet gum would be a good alternative to walnut. Okay. Sweet gum. Thank you for that, Plan D. I don't know why, but I think of the show Pushing Daisies with sweet gum. Why? I think the detective, he was a gumshoe. The only thing those things have to do with I don't with each know why, but I just did. The word I, I like connected. You ever do that? You ever connect a word? To... Not in the way that you do it. Yeah. It's a whole art form when you do it. <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. The Nicole Show, sponsored by Mishibishi. Mishibishi, where we uh, we review charcuterie boards. <laughs> okay, Mike Davies uh, says, maybe better for the after show, but I was listening to back episodes of Wood Talk where you guys were talking about your recording setups. Are you still a believer in camcorder, or have you moved to DSLR since then? And what's the least I should spend on a wireless lav mic? I'm just recording with my phone, but looking to step it up soon. I have since moved to DSLR. I like the size of it. The format is good. I think DSLR has come a long way in terms of really strong autofocus, which was one of my biggest problems that I had and why I always used a camcorder. It was just better for video overall. Uh, but I do appreciate what a DSLR can do. Uh, it does complicate things on the sound side. So you might have to get some kind of a little adapter or something because usually the uh, amp built inside of a camera going direct is not the greatest sound quality. So uh, it, gets a, it can be a little bit more complicated, but you know, overall it, it works pretty well. So I've got two DSLRs in the shop and I use a lav that's a, a Sony. I think it retails for about like 500 bucks. I don't know of the market, you know, in terms of what's available these days, but I know for my purposes, if I don't spend at least, you know, 300 bucks, I'm probably going to get a lav that I'm not totally happy with. That's just me personally. So there's a camera talk today. Uh, Robert Price did a super chat and said a little something from one good buddy to another oh, to sweet. help the healing from some, some jerk's thumb. 
Oh, got to watch those thumbs, Nicole. <laughs> so thank you, Robert. And let's see, what was that? Today's, today's the 7th? What is today? Tenth. The 10th. Oh. Bob Arment is in the chat. Oh, Amarant. Amarant, sorry. Yes. Hey, Bob. What's shaking, dude? And he did this cute little gift. And it says, how's it going? I need my glasses. Yep, you do. Woo. How's it going? We're going. We're going. We are going. Um, Todd Frazier says, are you going to build Nicola Pie Safe? Todd, you shut your mouth. I don't want to hear any Thanks, of it. Thanks, Todd. I think, I think you would do a great pie safe. And I think it would be like the bread box. Mm-hmm. The design I already have for you. I'm totally listening to everything you're saying. Mm. <laughs> okay. Patrick says, when storing wood like cedar or teak, do they need to be separated from other woods due to their oily nature when not kiln dried? I don't think so, but I don't know. I've never had a oily wood in my shop that wasn't already kiln dried. I don't know that the moisture is really problematic. I mean, if it's not... If it's just air dried and it is fully dried, you know, you probably want to make sure it still has some good air circulation. So maybe it's not even in direct contact with the other boards. Uh, but if it is, man, I don't know. And, and, and even if it did leach out a little bit of oil that contacted the next board, presumably all your stuff is rough. So I can't imagine that oil would go very deep. So you would probably remove it in the first step of processing for an actual piece of furniture. So I probably wouldn't worry about it too much, but this is coming from an uninformed standpoint. I don't know. Uh, you, you might ask people who actually mill lumber. Maybe uh, Cremona would be good mm -hmm. for something like did that. Did you see Cremona got his uh, trailer? <clears throat> yeah, he did. I saw the Finished picture. it all up. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get it. He made it. Well, he made it. Yeah, yeah. it's ready. It's rolling. He built it. Uh, and I don't know if he, I don't know if Matt often deals with oily woods though. But anyway, ask him. He, you know, he knows that stuff. Uh, Shannon might know too. I mean, both of my co-hosts on Wood Talk are much better informed on the topic of wood than I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got a question uh, so we, here in the chat from, yeah. let's see, David Lennon. Would best wood to use for a heavy, heavy use screen door that will be painted? Heavy use. Um. Alder. <laughs> Not alder. Alder, the thing is, uh, with alder, it's fairly Pine. soft. I mean, it's not ideal. Like, it, a screen door, it depends on... S painted screen door, I don't it's know. usually they're, like, light. Oak? Oak? I want something that is durable. Yeah. So, yeah, it might be light, but it's also usually Weather. the frame is aluminum or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, if it's a wooden screen door... Outside. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe white oak, right? White oak has a little bit of rot resistance. It's a very durable species, uh, and you... Even if you paint it, you still want something durable teak. under the paint. <laughs> right. There you go. Teak. I, my, so, my response to all outside wood is teak. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of something that has some durability. While I'd hate to see you uh, painting white oak, it would be a durable, water-resistant choice. Um, look at things like, you know, maybe cypress could be an option. I think cedar is a little bit soft. I haven't worked what, much with cypress, but maybe that would be an option. Rainforest oak. <clears throat> yeah. Some of that exotic South American oak, Nicole. <laughs> That's the best stuff. Uh, Jason Stromberg wants to pay someone to make a dragon priest mask. You need to go. I know. I was I was going to pull up. So we got this dragon priest mask <clears throat> from our um, our friend Bill over at Punish Props. This was six years ago. That's a long I didn't. Time. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yep. I'm going to put a link because he actually used to sell them. I don't know if he sells them anymore, but. Reach out to him. He might have some that he or can... Or at the very least, even some kind of resource for you to yeah. either make one yep. or have someone else make one. Lots of prop makers but would, 
would probably want to build something but like that. Punish props. If you're interested, so like I'm a big Fallout. He made me a Pip Boy. Like he's so all kinds talented. of geeky video he's game related awesome. props and stuff. So punished props is the YouTube channel. Bill's the man. Hey, they're here. Ah, uh, look, Bill's, Bill's here. here. How did that happen? <laughs> so you guys have some really good software. To be like, yes, yes, <laughs> they I'm poke here. their head out of the out of the hole. There's Bill. Yeah, so Bill's here. Ask Bill about the uh, the dragon the priest mask. So that's uh, Jason <laughs> Stromberg who wants the, your dragon priest mask, but that's, he's not getting ours. Yeah, you can't no, have mine. No. It's already screwed to the wall. Oh, he says we don't have any more, but I'm sure Etsy has many. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, good deal. Anyway, punish he, he, props. He taught everybody how to make them. <laughs> yeah, punish props is pretty fantastic. Go over there and check out. Uh, Bill's videos. Aw, Bill. Okay. Ian Gagnon, or Gannon. I don't know how to pronounce it. Let us know, Ian. I'd Gannon. love to know. But like, it's a G. I don't know if you just roll the G into the end. Gannon. Like Gannon or Gagnon. Gagnon. I don't know. Gannon from Who knows? Zelda. He says, happy Friday from Australia. Recently purchased my first jointer, cleaned and waxed the tables before using, <laughs> but I'm finding that after six to eight cuts, my work gets stuck or bogged down as it passes over the knives. Straight, not helical. Uh, taking a shallower pass doesn't seem to help. Rewax helps for a few cuts, then it happens again. Something I'm doing wrong or poor setup, thanks in advance. This is a little tricky for me to diagnose without seeing it. Um, sometimes things get caught up because of friction, certainly. And, uh, you know, not all the materials are created equal. There are some, I've seen some tables on power tools that have kind of like, uh, how do you describe it? It's not totally smooth. How and, do you say? Uh, how do you say uh, not, not smooth, smooth <laughs> right? So, and, and no matter how much you wax it, you still have a little bit of friction there that can, you know, kind of bite you in the butt. So I don't know what material it's made from. I don't know any of that information, but keep waxing it. Uh, of course. This is the I don't know show. Yeah, no, third question I had to say, I don't really know. Oh. Go through the calibration process again. Just make sure that nothing weird is happening. But the fact that you get a few good cuts and then it starts to diminish after that point, makes me feel like, yeah, the calibration is probably fine. This does really sound like a friction problem, especially if it's not something that you're catching on, right? It's just, you know, the amount of friction as the piece goes over, um, over the jointer. So maybe try a different wax product. That might be something you might wanna, you know, try a spray if you're using paste wax or vice versa, uh, depending on what you're doing. But Do you got a pair of scissors? Nope. Not you got a me. knife? <clears throat> no. You got anything sharp in this wood shop? Well, Nicole. <laughs> give me give me one of your chisels. Here. Let's use a... <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna slide it open. Okay. Uh, and it's Ganyon. 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 That's what I said. Ganyon. Ganyon. Okay, Ganyon. He Ganyan. does he does Yon. roll it. Y O N. And combine it. <laughs> I got a question. Go ahead. From Brandon B. Doing miter saw drawer fronts, when I went to screw them in from the inside, the bottom would tether, te what, teeter? Teeter. Teeter out and misalign with the frame. It seems the screw heads dig into the ply instead of the front. Help! I'm sure he didn't say it like that. Maybe try Help. a different way. I Help. mean, that one sounds like something maybe... There you go. Aww. That one sounds like something maybe off, uh, not just the screw heads. I mean, I've done that technique many, many times and have had no problems with shifting. Maybe the drawer fronts are not flat so that as you, you know, are screwing in and pulling in, you're getting a little weirdness to it or the box itself, maybe that's not flat. Um, so that kind of sounds like the actual problem <laughs> that's happening. You might consider 
you know, it's not ideal, but you might consider working from the front, right? So you can actually tack in with some brad nails or something. Uh, another thing you might try if you're going from, from inside there, uh, you might even try to utilize, I've done this before in a video, try to utilize the holes for the hardware. Uh, and you can also make those holes a little bit oversized. So as you screw your handle in, don't do anything else. Just get the hardware installed. Uh, leave those holes a little bit wide. Then you might have an opportunity to kind of tweak its position and tighten up your hardware. And then once you have it where you want it, then drive a couple more screws to secure it in place. That's a... But if things aren't flat, that may still be a problem. Here's the spoon. <clears throat> oh. That goes with the cutting board. Nice. Made with love. Made with... It says, made with love in Lorna's kitchen. Lorna's kitchen. So, Lorna, if you're watching, surprise. There's the other part of you're your You're ruining the surprise. It's all right. Okay. Audrey has a question, Nicole. Audrey. Thinking about adding a slight curve to the long sides of the apron for the gaming table build so that it would look more like the prophecy table made by Wormwood, but I'm unsure how to deal with joining them to the legs at each corner. Have any suggestions for how to handle this? What prophecy is it? I, I, I have a picture, Nicole. Ah, oh. Now, at first, when she said um, curved, I thought she was talking about the aprons on the vertical yeah. having a curve, kind of like arts and crafts, but no, they're sure bowed. Is, that, is it? It mm -hmm. looks like it would be a, like the this almost filter. Looks like, this almost looks like the camera. Yeah, it's like one of the those. The lens sort of uh, circular. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, everything I'm seeing, I'm pretty sure this just has a very slight curvature where it bows out on each side interesting which means that your apron is now hitting your leg at an angle mm. and this is where she's hung up yep this is a very common thing that you will find in chair building a lot of times you have you know a part coming in for the side into the back and that angle is not perfectly 90 and it kind of muddies the water uh, so we kind of cover the techniques that you would want to use on something like this in a few guild builds. But I also talked about this a little bit in my, um, what is it? The video I did where like, don't have a domino. It's basically about loose mortise and tenons. That's how I would tackle that. So no matter whether you're doing some kind of steam bending or bent lamination, whatever you're doing to get that bowed side, you would actually use your bending form as a cradle for this piece to get a nice even cut on both sides. You could take that over to like the table saw or trying to think you could probably even use a flush trim bit on the cradle itself to kind of clean up those edges, right? So now you've got a leg with a clean surface. You've got a clean cut on your apron and they go together nicely, but you have no joinery. That's where loose mortise and tenon joinery comes in. And at that point, you just need to build supports that go on the end of the apron. They're kind of long, so you might be working a little bit high. Uh, but if you put supports there, you can make your mortise on you know, 90 degrees perpendicular to the surface that you cut. Uh, you can actually make your mortise there and then easily make the mortise in the table leg and those two should come together. That's the way that I would approach any weird angle like that because it's always easier to cut the angle without a tenon on it, right? And to worry about how that tenon goes into the next part. So cut that so it's nice and clean, get your angle perfect and then put your mortise into both parts. Loose mortise and tenon joinery. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Brick Builder DK. I was wondering if Mark could say what what I think, what yeah. he thinks about the Woodpecker 26 by 16 square. I bought one and I'm looking forward to using it. Do you have one? Yeah, I got a big one. That's the biggie. I got a big one. I got a big one. 26 by 16. I love that. <laughs> I use that primarily for squaring up plywood. So if I do a cut on a big cabinet side, it's one of my, it's my biggest, most accurate square. 
So I could put that right up to the edge, just kind of feel with my fingers, did I nail it, yes or no. I also use it to set up my track. So there's times where I'm trying to get that track perfectly 90 degrees, that's a square that's gonna help you do that. Uh, Hold on a second, Harry oh. says, uh, Panda Router could take care of that problem. Sure, you wanna recommend a $1,000 tool? What kind of monster are you? What do of you course. think this is, fast yes. tool? Yeah, a Panda Router or the uh, multi-router there are, there are mortising machines that are built to do things just like this. So unless, Audrey, unless you've got the budget or, you know, maybe you're going to do a lot of these tables, that would certainly be the way to go. It's something where the workpiece is immobilized on a surface, and then you're able to move the workpiece through a bit or move the bit through the wood in a fixed mm -hmm. way. That's kind of the way you'd want to do it long term. But this, if this is a one-off build, don't go buying something like that just to make a mortise. You can use your router. So I was frazzled this morning. Oh, you were? Yeah. I, I had like, no idea. I was oblivious. Didn't put on my mic. So I forgot to mention that this weekend, our friend uh, Connell at Wright's, Wright Handed Creations, we mentioned him last week, Yeah. let us know that there is a huge auction happening this weekend on Instagram. So if you follow the hashtag, hashtag artists for allyship, you're going to see a ton of products. I don't know. I don't know if DS, DNS is going to be putting some stuff up, but you're going to see stuff happening over this weekend. So if you bid on any of these, um, it's just artists who are standing with people of color and supporting different organizations. Um, yeah, to support cool. everybody. The so, dude that made me aware of this? Connell. From Trenton. Yeah, no, I've told you this like five times. I know, times. but I, I, we have conversations about, you know, places and people and- <laughs> He's and, such a nice and person. And high schools that we didn't want to go to, that type yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put a link to his tweet. You can just click the hashtag yeah. and see there's already some really um, cool stuff already up for auction. And today's the day it starts and then it happens mm -hmm. throughout the weekend. It's great. Look at those little cute little hedgehogs. Uh, I kind of Ava want, would love those. I kind of want them. So I think we need- a set of shirts. We yeah. should start doing couple shirts for this show. Okay. And yours will say frazzled, mine will say oblivious. <laughs> and we just wear them together. Can we yeah. do that? Sure. Okay. Sure. Adrian wrote in and says, finally got a Festool Domino 500 used uh, and paid way too much. Which size Domino would you recommend I buy for general purpose dominoing? Dom dominoing. I will be uh, making some hardwood maple door frames soon and I figured I would be able to use it. At least that's what I told my wife. Okay. It kind of depends, obviously, the size of the doors, the size of the parts, all this stuff. If it's a little bit thicker, then you can go thicker. You want the biggest one that makes sense. Uh, what I have here, this is actually not the birch kind. This is the Sipo, Sipo, Sipo. version. Uh -huh. uh, this is an 8x50. I think for a cabinet door, an 8x50 is a pretty good size. You can go with an 8x40, but I do like the extra uh, depth of penetration that you get with an 8x50. I think if you go any... Thicker than this, if you go like to the 10 millimeter size, it's starting to get a little bit questionable in three quarter inch stock. So that's why I like the eight size the best. But again, I don't want you to like see the domino, the best part about the domino, and what I would recommend is you, you get a sample pack because the best thing is you can kind of just use whatever you need uh, depending on what the project is. If you just stock up on these, you may be finding yourself doing things to this to shoehorn it into a, a project part that it's not meant for. So I highly recommend, obviously you've already spent money on this thing, so maybe now's not the best time to buy more stuff. Um, but I think a combination pack, I know they sell like a variety pack of different sizes, uh, and also the various different bits. I highly recommend getting them all because then you will just have all your bases covered. <laughs> 
Uh, Brick Builder said that he saw your little story on Instagram about the woodpecker six and one, and he really liked it. And you convinced him to order one. Oh, I didn't, I didn't nose, mean to do it that. It was the nosy, nose picker thing that convinced you, right? Look at how it picks the nose. Yeah, I, I still get a lot of questions about that six and one. Six um, and one. And what I have to keep reminding people, a six and one tool is great if you want to use those features. Mm-hmm. And if you don't already have things that do something similar. So when or I get questions of, them, right? like, yeah. that's true. That is very true. Okay. If I, you know, the only way I could really test this thing out aggressively would be to pretend that I don't have these other things and try to remind my, like, try to break habits, lifelong habits of using adjustable squares and other devices. So that sort of six-in-one thing is actually great when you're on the uphill trajectory. Maybe you don't have all of those six things satisfied by other tools. That's when that comes in really handy. Mm -hmm. When you already have an established shop and, like, 20 different ways to do what that thing does, it's hard to break that habit. Right, So it's not a reflection of the tool, it's probably more of a reflection on me and what I choose to use. So I'm done with my questions, Nicole. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions. I have a, I have a, hit a few. Hit me with your Apo Apina, shot. Our friend Apo Apina. <clears throat> yes. He's always in the chat room. Uh-huh. Uh, thinking of getting my first hand plane, you recommend low angle jack plane in uh, jack. Little, oh, I love that. Low thing. angle jack in wood talk. Yep. Why low angle and not high angle? More versatility. Right, a low angle jack. Hold on. Let's see how much I use. <laughs> Thanks it. for not blowing it that way. I thought way. about doing it, but then I didn't want to get those I emails. Would, I would be sneezing. You have no respect for your wife. <laughs> okay. Low angle jack. Number one, a jack plane is a jack of all trades. It's it's a length that's good for flattening tasks, but you can also use it for more aggressive things. Uh, you can you know do an edge on it really nicely, um, and you can do some smoothing with it. So it's kind of in that in between, jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. But a low angle plane doesn't have a frog in there that's dictating how the blade is sitting. Why do they call it a frog? Uh, it probably because it tastes like chicken. <laughs> So when the blade sits in here in a traditional plane, uh, it's going to be beveled down. So the only thing that's going to change the angle of approach is the frog. That is the piece of material, the gear thingy, the the hoochie moochie that sits under the blade. Uh, And you can get a high angle frog. That'll change the angle. But nothing you do to this blade will change the angle of attack as it hits the wood. That angle is something that can affect how the plane works. So if you're using it on a really temperamental wood or something that's just fighting you back, you might want to go toward a high angle, right? So a low angle plane allows you to have a couple different of plane irons, each one ground to a slightly different angle, 30 degrees, 50 degrees, whatever it is. And because your bevel is up, that angle now does impact how this tool performs when it hits the wood, right? So it's versatility. Some people don't like it because the plane is a little bit lighter, but if you're a beginner, it's much easier to adjust. There's fewer things to screw around with. <clears throat> and buy yourself a couple of plane irons, and you're going to have a really versatile hand plane. So that, that's why I usually recommend this. Shoemaker wood, Woodworking wants to know if it's good for figured wood. Yes. Good for fit. So if you go for, like, you know, a really nice high angle, I think I've got a 50-degree. Yeah, 50-degree blade is in here. If I have something super temperamental that wants to tear out a lot, you just increase that angle and it's a lot more forgiving. Uh, David uh, Chavez says, what about getting the Japanese plane? What is the difference between American and the Japanese plane? Do you have a Japanese plane? <clears throat> no. Japanese planes most of the time are going to be wooden bodied. Mm. They are intended to be pulled and not pushed. So you're 
going like this. A lot of times, ergonomically, I think the Japanese do things the right way. Mm. But habitually, as a Westerner, you know, a lot of us do things the way we were taught to do them. Brute force. So I think if I'm planing something, <laughs> if you just think about it, your back muscles, generally, your ability to pull that's using your biceps and your back, you're stronger this way. So if you're pulling a plane through, you actually should get mm -hmm. less fatigued than pushing, pushing away it. from you, right? Which is putting more stress on your wrists, <clears throat> excuse me, on your arms, on your chest muscles. So Japanese planes are meant to be pulled and they are a little bit, it's a, it's a, there's a more learning curve, I think, there. <clears throat> excuse me, geez, it's a bad drink, morning. Drink some water. <laughs> um, <clears throat> because you're also, you don't have the advantage of all these little gadgets on top of a Japanese mm -hmm. plane. A lot of times you're using a little hammer and a wedge, right? So the wedge dictates yeah. how strong it's holding that uh, plane iron in place. And then you're giving little taps either to the body or to the plane iron itself to move it around. It's a little more fussy. But if you're into it, you know, if you like Eastern style tooling, they're super fun. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just don't happen to have any. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, let's see, is this a question? David, uh, oh, I should probably check Patreon again. David is a patron. Okay. He said, should you really do a lot of woodworking when it's humid outside if you don't have any way to control it in the shop? Oh, and my last name is pronounced Blay. Blado, like Play-Doh. Oh, nice. Play-Doh. That's oh, a great name, there then. There you go. Uh, you know, that's a personal choice. I mean, <clears throat> depending on what you're building, depending on the condition of the the wood, depending on the humidity for where that piece of furniture is going to go, these things all play into it. And there are certain things that I just wouldn't do. So hypothetical, <laughs> if I were building in a very, very humid climate, what's a humid place? Austin, Texas? Is that humid, Nicole? Mississippi? Yes, Florida. Florida? Oh, Florida is like <clears throat> walking in water. It would be very risky to build a piece of furniture in that environment and then ship it off to Denver bad things will happen, most likely. Even if you allow for wood movement, you could still have problems with panels just going wonky on you. So presumably, if it's humid in your shop, you probably, even though you may have the air conditioner on, you probably still have more humidity inside your house than I have in mine. So it might not be that bad, but I, it, these, this is a numbers thing and it's a time of year thing. So it's a little bit hard for me to say, yeah, just stop woodworking until it uh, dries out a little bit. I would hate to see you do that. Um, but that would be the safest course of action. But you got to know more about what the wood is going to do, how much change it's actually going to experience when you take the wood into the house. So uh, <clears throat> last week, David Arch Archbald, I think I said your last name right, uh, wants to know when he can expect a bobblehead of you because we got this Tommy Silva. I don't know. Where do you, bobblehead. <clears throat> so Where do you it's, get bobbleheads it's made, made by a company called Royal Bobbles, and they do make custom bobbleheads. <laughs> Is that something anybody really wants? I kind of already look like a bobblehead, right? I think it would be fun. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have so many irons in the fire right now, David. It's it's. <clears throat> I like the idea though. It's fine. <clears throat> I need a throat break, you Nicole. Just, yeah, where's your cough button? Well, listen, I don't have one. Uh, David also um, had another question. He says, I'm fairly new, a new guild member and Patreon, and I've been going through and watching all your videos and was wondering what time of year I need to keep an eye out for the participation in the Woodworkers <coughs> Fighting Cancer Bill. Soon. So that usually, Ish. so David, uh, we usually do that in the fall every year. 
as long as there's not like anything crazy going on. Yeah, uh, life. Life. I think the one year we skipped was the year my dad passed. Um, but every other year we've always raised money. We've to date <laughs> raised over a hundred thousand dollars for various cancer charities. Sorry. So probably September ish mm-hmm. is when you should be seeing something come out. Um, I think with a shop helper, we'll definitely be able. We'll be in a better position. We'll be in a better position. Definitely. Stay tuned on who that shop helper is going to be. Someone hint, says hint. they would. Okay, Craig says I'd be more interested in a Funko Pop of Mark and Nicole. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Do they make custom Funko Pops? Don't we have? Oh, never mind. I was the gonna Funko say. Pops. I'm sorry. <laughs> they always look like they're dead in the eyes. They're like. That's fine. They That's do. That's kind of the look they're I'm just, going for most of the time. They're so dead. I mean. <laughs> well, because they have giant black eyes. I know, but I'd rather have a bobblehead. Yeah. I was going to say, don't we have bobbleheads? I'm thinking when we got married, Wait, we had bobbleheads, but they're generic. So we just cut pictures of our old faces. printed pictures. They're all faded, all horrible <laughs> pictures inside the bride and groom bobbleheads. Yes, yes. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? We'll look into it. I mean, it's a weird thing. Maybe it'll be a holiday present. I'm, I'm no uh, Matt Cremona who likes to put his face on people's chests. He has a great face, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a cute little guy. He really is. Sometimes when he's not looking. <laughs> I, I you mean, just stare at him. I just with, stare at him like this. Like, hey, Matt. Uh, I'm, and I'm joking. Because <laughs> we did horrible things to people in the beginning with that giant logo. Oh, my God. Black shirts. Where white. I guess we just didn't understand. If you understand. have one of these shirts, we're sorry. It's a classic. I guess we just didn't understand proportions at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'd take a white shirt and we'd be like, boom, there's a giant logo of Mark <laughs> doing something to a log. We're still not sure what I was doing, but yeah, good times. Uh, Horace had uh, messaged me directly on Patreon and said, what's the best way to clean glue, wood, and super glue off a table saw? Please ask, don't ask how it ended up there. Wood and super glue off a table saw. Yeah. Well, first thing I do is I would get a scraper. I would get Try a putty out. knife or something. You want to physically get the material off of there, and then just uh, you know scrub it down with a little mineral spirits or something. Even if you have to sand it a little bit. And here's the thing: a lot of people really prize their tool surfaces. Uh, like, oh, don't use sandpaper on it. You're mm-hmm. going to scratch it up. Well, look, it's it's a tool. It's going to get scratched. Uh, rust marks become like tattoos on cast iron. A tattoo. A tattoo. <laughs> and I, I don't really worry too much about those things. So just the thing you just want to do is get it off, right? And if there's a little bit of residue and a cleaner doesn't remove it, then you may want to take just a little bit of fine sandpaper just to get the anything that's raised above the surface, get that stuff off. And yeah, you're going to have a mark there. What was the last question you had on Patreon? Was it from Audrey? I don't know. I deleted the... The document already. Oh, jeez. That's what I do, Nicole. Did I'm very you, efficient. So you did Ian. Yep, I did Audrey's. Audrey. I did Adrian's. Okay, we're, yeah, we're, we're caught, caught up. up. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, oh. You sound like uh, Rachel. Oh, 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 oh. People listening to this audio are probably like, what in well, the world? Well, they're missing out. they got to watch the video because uh, there's some classic moments right there. Oh, someone says super glue debonder. But I'm just thinking, I, I, like... Super glue on metal should pop right off with a with a scraper or a, uh, a mm-hmm. putty knife, right? <laughs> Shoemaker woodworking. That was the best logo ever. I think think it was fun. It had personality. Well, Nicole has uh, floated the idea. Have you seen? That, are the we at bar- our fifteenth anniversary yeah. yet? Uh, almost. So when we hit our fifteenth anniversary for the Wood Whisperer, we're considering maybe going back to the original logo, having someone re envision it. 
and mm-hmm. re, you know, make it just look a little bit nicer. Because up, update it. If you don't follow Mark's barbecue account on Instagram, you're missing out on a new logo. Where it's not even a business, and he had a logo made, and look, I just love it. I just take my meat very seriously, Nicole. <laughs> it's okay. You should appreciate it. So I'm gonna put the link to the Instagram. <laughs> in the chat. So just go to Instagram.com slash TWWBBQ and you'll see the logo. I think it's great. It's hilarious to me where Nicole comes on a, the post where I posted the logo and she's like, how far is this going to go? <laughs> My buddy Tyler's like, as far as it has to. Yes. <laughs> as far as possible. As far as it, as uh, I, yeah. I'm like, I have what? <laughs> this, this is, this is my, uh, the way I handle the kids, I'm fine. Just Whatever. Don't, don't get hurt. <laughs> don't don't get hurt. Don't hurt anybody else. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, what else? All right. I think we're probably done, huh? We should probably move, wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Tie and, a bow uh, on it. Put some a, rub on it and throw I've, it in the smoker. I have a few questions for the after show. Yeah, what and I just want to say, if, if you are listening to the audio, um, what Nicole just posted there was my barbecue um, account that I started on Instagram. Yeah. It's TWWBBQ. You don't listen to me because I already said that. I know. I want to say it again. Okay. I really want more followers there, Nicole. <laughs> it's, it's very important to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's a whole thing. If you like barbecue. Uh, what else? Oh, someone wants me to, to grow out the retro soul patch. <laughs> I really, I had a pretty weak soul patch. Like as far as soul know. patches go, it was pretty thick. There are people who look like they have a, a caterpillar on their chin, <laughs> right? And it goes all the way down. I just had this little piece here, the part that really would give me problems when I shaved it. Mm-hmm. Super sensitive on that bottom yeah. lip area, and that's where I grew the soul patch. There you go. I, bring the, I, bring, I can actually do my sideburns a little longer too. All right, what else? Anything that's else? It. I put a link in. So the after show <clears> is just us. Hanging out again. Yeah. Uh, answering more casual questions. Yeah, a little bit of BS. Like, yeah. Maybe even some cursing. Like, no. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to <laughs> like mention. Like talking about we, grilling and We, we talked about the audio show. Yeah. yeah. So this is a podcast if you want to listen to it um, in an audio format. I know personally 99% of the media I consume is via audio, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it, it's definitely a good way to catch the show. Just mm-hmm. any, any place that has podcasts, any directory, you should be able to search for Woodworking Morning Show and find it. Although Google's giving us trouble, I don't know what their problem is, but we'll figure it out. So go ahead and listen if you want to. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and uh, we will see you a week from today. Yay! Toodles!